Welcome to another episode of Saved and Snatched. We are your hosts, Khadija and Brianna. Hey! Today, we are going to be talking about moving on. This topic is so real and I think so prevalent for everyone. And we will all have to face it during some time in our lives. So we hope you enjoy it. So today, Brianna will be starting us off. Yes. Okay. So with this topic of moving on, one thing that I've noticed is, I mean, I feel like you hear it most when it comes to relationships. Oh, you know, I'm moving on, you know, I'm moving on to bigger and better things or whatever. But one thing that I've noticed is moving on. It's tied into every area of our lives, especially as a believer. I noticed that our God is a God of forward movement. Um, Yes, the word does say, be still know that I am God, but we are to be moving forward in the spirit. We are to be going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. There's a, a movement. There's a growth that is to be taking place. And, um, Yeah, so that just goes right into the scripture that was given to me concerning um, what it looks like to move on um, and also what it looks like to settle. And so in Genesis 11, I'm going to turn there and so Genesis 11, I'm going to start at verse 31, Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, who was Haran's son. Um, backdrop Heron um, passed away um, that's just a backdrop and his daughter-in-law Sarah which was his son's Abram's wife and they set out together for Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan but when they came to Haran they settled there and then it says Terah lived 205 years and died in Haran and so um, so Haran, of course, is the name of his son who passed away. And Tara, instead of moving forward, they weren't supposed to settle in that place. That place, um, Haran, that community or that um, what you would call city for Tara as well as for Abraham, for all of them was a place of, of a grievous place, a place of mourning, a place of death. And instead of going from there to the next place, which was Canaan, which it said there. Um, if we go back to 31, it says, and they set out together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And so Terah was supposed to have been taking him and his family to Canaan, but he settled in a place of death. He settled in a place that was familiar. He settled in a place that had no growth, that a, a place that was dead, um, a place that um, a place where they could not grow. You can't grow in a dead place. You can't, you can't even, you, it's impossible to grow when you settle as well. Um, and so from there, so that's what we, we shouldn't do. Um, I believe that Tara was supposed to move forward, that Tara had been given a word, just how we about to see Avon was given a word to go into the land of Canaan. Um, and so, but so that's what it looks like to settle. But if we go to the next chapter, the very next chapter, chapter 12 of Genesis, it says, the Lord said to Abram, 
go out from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Then four says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him and the rest of them went with him. Right. And so that's what it looks like. And then the, the, the beautiful thing is, well, okay, kind of beautiful, kind of scary. You know, we have free will. And so Tara was given the same, well, it's not written, but there was a reason why Tara was, you know, set out on their journey to take him and his family to Canaan. Canaan was, is the, it was resembles the promised land. Canaan resembles um, growth and, and all things good and all things new. Um, but Tara chose to settle and Abram could have made the same choice, but instead he moved forward with God. He moved on with God and because he moved on, so did Lot, and so did his wife and so did their children. You know, it, um, well, not Abram's children, but, um, if Lot had children or whoever else moved forward because he moved forward because he made the decision to say, okay, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to go into this land. And the, the crazy thing, it says to a land that I will show you. And, and that's the thing about walking with the Lord. Sometimes we won't necessarily know where we're going, but it's not even about knowing where we're going. It's about, about knowing who is calling us, who has called you. It's, if he has called you forth, you go. Um, we have to trust God that much. We have to have faith in him that much. That's why Abraham is called the father of faith because this is not the only time where he went when God told him to go. We all know about the sacrifice that he was about to make regarding his son. And so we are to, you know, and we know it's also songs where it's uh, father Abraham had many songs. So with, with that being said, it's like, okay, are we walking in that faith? Like, regardless if I have the full picture, because obviously none of us have it. Am I going to move when God say move? Am I going to go to that city? Am I going to write that book? Am I going to, um, you know, start that, that business or whatever you're moving forward looks like? Am I going to move into this new place? Am I going to look for this house? Am I going to do this or do that? Um, even without fully knowing what it's going to cost. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yeah, for me, when I think of it, and then for a lot of people, the things that we're moving on, whether it be like a relationship, a job, um, ministry, um, whatever the thing may be, we had a certain desire to be there. We wanted to be there for whatever reason, right? And we had it in our plans to do so. But sometimes, you know, God is like, okay, it's time to go. But often, like, our heart is set on that place. And so we're not ready to leave. And we struggle with that. And it reminds me of um, Lot and um, Lot's wife. Um, and you can read about this um, in Genesis 19. And so like, I kind of have, like, some scriptures that kind of just, like, crazy stood out to me in that um, chapter and in the beginning it talks about um, 
how two angels came to Sodom and they came to visit Lot, right? And so one thing to know, kind of like the backstory um, about this is that Lot had desired to be in Sodom for a long time. Um, in the previous chapters in Genesis, you can see where he first wanted to live there. He wanted to live somewhere near there. Um, then he pitched a tent somewhere near Sodom. Then he went to living in Sodom. And actually, while he was living in there, he ended up losing everything. So he wanted to be in this place, which was so crazy. But already bad things were happening. Already it was there were signs that it wasn't meant for him to be there. And so eventually he ended up, you know, coming into the position of being like a civic leader. And this is what he is at the time when the angels come to visit him. Sodom was a city and there was a lot of sin going on. Um, one sin in particular that um, was very prevalent in that time in that city was um, homosexuality. Lot was a righteous man. Now, he was a righteous man, but... It's like he wanted to be in this city, in this place, and all these things were going on around him, and it grieved his spirit. And so one thing that that made it, that stood out to me from that was that sometimes in the places that we're in, whether it be, like I said, ministry, a job, a relationship, whatever, um, God will make us uncomfortable, especially when it's time to move on. And this is not to be confused with like, being uncomfortable in the sense of, you know, God is trying to grow you or trying to stretch you, but uncomfortable in a way that it grieves your spirit. Like your spirit is just unsettled in this place. I believe for him, if he's a righteous man and all these things going on around him, either he's going to be the person that's going to try to get them back right, which is going to be very difficult, or he's going to eventually succumb to the pressures that they're putting on him and the pressures of sin and temptation. So I know that in this um, situation that kind of probably had him like wrestling with that, um, dealing with that because we know how hard it is when you're trying to stand up and be a representative of Christ when everyone around you is doing the complete opposite. It's kind of hard sometimes to stand and withstand that pressure. And so, but in this moment, the angels come out and they pull Lot in and they struck the men with blindness. And for me, that just kind of like represented um, angelic protection, God's protection. Like even when we're deep in something that God is calling us out of, even when we're so stuck in it where we don't see a way out or we don't want to leave where we would rather be there. God is still covering us. God is still giving us his grace and his mercy. He's still protecting us. Even though we're somewhere we're not supposed to be, whether, like I said, it be ministry or relationship, something that God is calling us out of. And we may be being attacked or we may be, you know, experiencing the consequences of being in something that's not good for us. God still covers us. And from this point forward, the angels, they warn Lot that the city um, of Sodom is going to be destroyed. And they tell him to warn his family and his sons, his sons-in-laws. 
um, he had daughters, his sons-in-laws, they thought that he was joking. So they actually were not saved. They did not decide to go with him when they decided to leave. Um, I think sometimes that represents just people around us. Like we may be feeling uncomfortable in a situation. We may be feeling like this is a place where I can no longer grow, a place that no longer benefits me. And God gives us the warning. And when we finally do take heed, you know, maybe we want to help someone else out and help them be pulled out of that situation as well. But that person has to be ready. They have to receive that warning and take heed to that warning for themselves. That's how connected to God we have to be so that we can see what's going on, so that we can have discernment for the things that are um, going going on around us, that we can receive warning. Sometimes when we're moving on, whether it be from people or relationships and things like that, we want to be elevated and we want to take people with us. And sometimes we can't because they're not a part of our destiny. They're not a part of our purpose. So we can't hold on to them, right? We have to let them go and we have to be okay with letting them go. In this situation, Lot just had to go. He had to take his daughters and his wife and he had to leave. He couldn't wait around for them. Um, he warned, warned them and they couldn't see it. So they had to stay behind. And then even in Lot um, trying to be obedient and trying to go forth to leave, he hesitated. A part of his heart was still somewhat connected to this place. And I think the hesitation comes just from not trusting God. Like, we want all the details, like Brianna said earlier, we want all the details. We want to know every step, figure, and plan of, like, how this is going to work? How is God's purpose? How is his plan going to work out for me? Like, what is going to happen in my life, right? We want all of those keys. We want all of those pieces to the puzzle, but it's not for us to have because really, if we had all the pieces to the puzzle, we probably wouldn't even know how to handle it. We probably wouldn't even know how to take it step by step to get to the point that God desires us to be to. We wouldn't even be able to carry the full weight of that. And we need our father to help us carry that weight, which is why I think it's so important that he does gives us pieces and pieces by little. And he sees, okay, can she take this? Can she handle this? And then, you know, we move on to the next step. And so we can't, we're not going to have all the pieces, but we have to go. It's actually um, in verse 24. It says, um, then the Lord reigned on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But his wife from behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. They're instructed by the angels to leave and um, to not look back. Um, it's in verse 17. It says, when they had brought them outside, one said, escape for your life do not look behind you do not stay anywhere in the valley escape to the mountains or you will be swept away and so they had been specifically warned to not look back like don't look back don't look back at what that was and I think when I think of that I think of relationships especially in the part where he says um 
escape to the mountains. Do not stay anywhere in the valley. Um, it made me think of sometimes, yeah, we leave out of relationships, but we still want a piece of that connection. We still want to be connected to them in some kind of way, some form or fashion, whether it be um, social media or uh, just their family, any kind of way to have some kind of tie or connection into their life when God could be calling us and requiring us to cut that tie, to like cut it completely. And we want to, you know, keep some kind of connection there, but that can be something that destroys us. It says, look to like, go to the mountains. Do not stay in the, anywhere in the valley. So it's like, we can't settle in anywhere in any part. Like we have to completely trust God and completely move on to what he's calling us to. And we have to be okay with leaving those things, like I said, whether it be ministry or whatever, um, relationships without closure, because that you you may not get that, you may not have that, you may not have that ending conversation or that ending parting or that feeling like okay, all is well, all is resolved. You kind of just have to go and trust God and trust that He's gonna work out those intricate pieces and He's gonna pull all of those loose ends together and that everything's gonna be okay. But the most important part um, where it said that she looked intently and um, she turned to a pillar of salt and the commentary was just focusing on just how not her turning to a pillar of salt could be like God's unique judgment for her. But the reason why she more than likely received that because of where her heart was, her heart was still in Sodom. It wasn't on what God has for me what he has for me in this next chapter. She wasn't looking ahead. She was still looking behind because that was where she wanted to be. And so God is looking at our hearts. He's looking at, are we being obedient? Are we serving him with a willing heart? Um, I know it's hard and we, you know, kind of, we will go back and forth with that between sin, between following like God's will for our life. There will be a struggle because, we are, we are flawed, we're not perfect. And oftentimes we want our will to be done other than God's perfect will. But we have to have a heart that's willing. We have to always keep our hearts in check and um, place them before the Lord to know like, is this what you want me to do? Is this your will for my life? Like, yeah, maybe I want this, but my heart is for you. My heart desires to do your will my heart desires to be obedient to you completely and wholeheartedly. And so it takes that place and that's what God's looking at. And so her heart was not, it was not on what land that he had them to go forth to, but it was still stuck in Sodom and she was turned to a pillar of salt for that. Even in this, that it just shows like so so much the importance um, of the moving on process and trusting God and knowing that you're going to have to go, you're going to have to leave people behind and that's okay. And that the places around us may not be good for us and God could be calling us to something better. And he sees that even though sometimes we don't. And so we have to trust that insight and trust that when he gives us that, that he knows what's good for us. At this point, they didn't have anything and they were like living in a cave or something. It was crazy. But 
they thought that they were not going to be able to reproduce and continue their lineage. And so they thought that it would be okay to sleep with their father to produce children. And the crazy thing about that to me is, like, this was a major sin, but, like, it was the sons that were produced after this. One daughter produced Moab, who was um, over the Moabites. And then you have the other daughter, she had Ammon, who um, is responsible for the sons of Ammon. And in Judges, we see how these groups, like the Moabites and the sons of Ammon, they come against the children of Israel. And so eventually they are taken out by the children of Israel. Lot compromised. Lot settled to be in this place that wasn't good for him, that had so many, so much sin, so much influence around him. And this influence carried over not only unto him, but unto his daughters, into his family that they thought that this was okay. And it led to them creating sons who in turn had the same, like, not the same particular sin, but they struggled. They did not put God first. They did not believe in him. Um, They did not honor him with their lives. They turned their backs on him plenty of times and they ended up being wiped out. So from this point on, it's like his family went to ruin. He compromised and his family went to ruin. When we're desiring to be in situations that God is calling us out of, it doesn't just affect us. It affects our family. It affects our children in the generations to come. Our choices and our decisions that we make now, they have consequences and those things carry on. And so we really want to make sure that we're being obedient to the Father and that we're resting in him and resting in his will and in his word and the things that he has for us so that we can make sure that we are not only blessed, but that our families are blessed. One thing I wanted to say, though, was when it comes to, if you look at Lot's story, and yes, he moved on, but if you move on and do not detox your soul and do not get delivered, it's almost like you never moved on. And I feel like that's what happened with Lot. It's like he left that place. He left Sodom, but Sodom didn't leave him. Yeah. You know, his his daughters left Sodom, but Sodom did not leave them. And also another thing, the reason I know that is true is because in that in those verses when um his daughters, you know, came up with all that, it also says that Lot was drinking, which showed that a sign of of that was that he was trying to fill a void so instead of doing what i'm pretty sure he he saw abraham do or what he may have saw you know believers you know people who who love the lord do he he did what he saw be done in sodom so it's like okay you know i'm it's not i'm not about to sleep with no men but i will drink a little something you know and because he compromised because he was drinking that drink and got so drunk, that's how his daughters were, were able to do what they did. Like, he was that drunk where he didn't even know he was sleeping with his daughters. Right. And so that just went to show, and it just reminds me, um, 
it just it just it reminds me for some reason of this the scripture in Luke eight at verse twenty four when it says when an unclean spirit comes out of a man it roams the wildest places looking for rest and not finding rest it then says I'll go back to my house where I came from and returning it finds the house swept and put in order then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself and they enter and settle down there as a result that man's last condition is worse than the first. And the reason it reminds me of that is because it's a reminder that when we move on, because whoever this person was that Jesus was talking about, the person had been delivered. And so was his daughters in a physical sense. And in this verse reminds me that deliverance is a process, but deliverance is also something that we have to take control of like you have a part in your deliverance like it's not all up to the lord you know what i'm saying and so it's like i just want to encourage us when we are when we know that the lord has told us to move on when we know that the lord is, has delivered us from something you have to maintain your deliverance you have to cultivate your deliverance you have to play your part like you can't just place everything on God for the word of God says that he's given you he's given me all that we need when it when it pertains to life and godliness and so I don't know that verse just came to me but and when we don't as we see in this verse if you don't if you get delivered like like you know lot then was delivered either physically or spiritually there you have to play your part after that um because if you don't you're going to end up in a worse state and as Khadija was saying they did but the crazy thing about it, let me tell y'all about our God. So like Khadija said, one of his daughters produced Moab, which became the Moabites. Y'all, Ruth was a Moabite. So that's the fam. And Ruth is a part of Jesus' lineage. So that's just, I know that probably has nothing to do with moving on, but it just shows that our God is a God of redemption. So even if you made yeah. a, a Moabite, um, mistake or Ishmael mistake or any kind of mistake in your life that does not disqualify you from the promise that does not disqualify you from the savior like if you've already like man they're talking about this but I've already today is a new day now this time is new time this is all new and you have the opportunity to say okay God your word says that all things work together that Mo Ruth being a Moabite, a Moabite and Ruth also being a part of Jesus lineage shows that all things truly work together for good. God can turn your, turn your mess into a message. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't matter how bad it is. Our God has the ability to turn um, ashes into beauty. Like, have y'all seen a pile of ashes before? Because I have. And ain't nothing beautiful about them. They just as burnt up and black. And it's just like, what, what is going to come from this? But the God we serve can take the ugliest situation. First of all, um, you know, that was incest. And so Ruth came from a line of incest. But because of the God we serve, because she came in contact with the Kingsman Redeemer, she is now a part of the lineage of the Savior of the world. That is the God that we serve. And... That's just encouragement for those of us who have struggled because it's not easy. It is not easy to move forward all the time. It's not always easy to move on, especially when it comes to things that we feel tied to. 
or especially also when we don't understand when like for instance i'm not gonna lie y'all if i was abraham i would have been like first of all can you at least like show me like you're not even gonna show me so we just gonna walk like you know like you know we want to know but it's like man um there's 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 beauty and trusting God, there's beauty in even when it hurts, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you do want closure, even when you do um, want the full blown everything. Um, I just believe that not just trust, but our faith is grown when we get the what 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 Abraham got to go to a place that I will show you. When we get the little bit and we obey it, that's where the faith grows because you can't see it. All you have is write that book. All you have is start that podcast. All you have is start doing um, messages. I just want you to start just writing up messages. He'll, he'll just give you a little piece. But if you're obedient with the little piece, look at what, look at Abraham's life. Like we still talking about him, y'all. Like you see him like he's, he, he literally years later, they talked about him in, in Hebrews uh, 11. He was brought up when it talking about the, the hall of faith. Years later, people were still talking about him and even more years later, still talking about him because he trusted God, because he moved forward, because he didn't settle. That's it's, uh, There's so much beauty on the other side. There's beauty in the unknown. It's, and, and the reason that it's beautiful is because God holds it. Because God is going to do it. Because God is faithful. You know? Um, man... And the last thing I just want to say, um, as we come to a close, um, let me, let me go to it. This was the last thing that I felt needed. Okay. Two more things. Another thing when it comes to, um, moving forward, we all know, um, when Israel were traveling and during their times of not rebellion, when they were actually trying to be obedient and, you know, the pillar by night and the cloud by day, but to kind of, um, confirm our God being a God of movement every time the cloud would lift they would set they would set out and I don't believe that God stopped directing his children then still today we are to be directed by the spirit of God there is um a level of movement for each day there there is a plan that he has for your days there is a direction that he's taking you there's things that he wants you to do there's people that he wants you to meet. There are people that he wants you to minister to. There are people that he just wants you to maybe listen to or love on. Like there's direction there. That's why, that's why it says to um, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. And so that's not just when you don't know what to do. We should daily seek the direction of the Lord. If he was doing it for Israel, he's doing it now. Cause he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so that's my encouragement. My last thing um, will be in Luke nine, Luke nine sixty two. I wanted to make sure that was sixty two. I'm like sixty two. That's a big number, Lord. Uh, Luke nine sixty two. But Jesus said to him, "No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God." And so that just ties everything back in. Of course reading that I instantly think <laughs> about Lot's wife. But I mean, that was way after her. Um, Jesus literally spoke this to us, letting us know that we are to move forward. 
that what's behind us is over. How the word of God says that, you know, um, we are a new creation. The old has passed away. The past is over. God don't live in the past. Our God is not, he's not settled in the past. Our God is a God of eternity, a God of future, a God of movement. And so I want to encourage us to be the same way. Like the beautiful thing is you don't have to sit in your mess. That's not the God we serve. You don't have to marry your mess. Like our God is a God of movement. You repent and you move forward. You have a change of mind. You have a change of direction, change your position, go forward with God. Um, the only person in the past is Satan. And we don't deal with him. And another thing, um, I'm not exactly sure where the verse is, but I want to share it. If there's somewhere in the Gospels where Jesus said, you know, if you love these more than me, you are not worthy of me. And he was talking about mother, father, sister, brother, anybody. If you love anyone more than me, you are not worthy of me. And it just reminded me of what Khadijah was saying with how lot literally he could have stayed with his son-in-laws but you know that showed that okay there was some good in him like he 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 was that was a struggle but that was something in him i was like no i can't i don't love y'all that much (laughs) you know and we have to love ourselves enough to move forward with god you know what i'm saying and like another thing she was saying everybody can't go with you you know, everybody does not have your vision. Everybody does not even have your best interest at heart. And so we have to be very prayerful and very, um, I want to say just strong in that area of like, okay, everybody, first of all, everybody's not my friend and everybody's not for me. And that's okay. Because those who are for me, God will reveal it. You know, it will be manifested. It will, um, it will be revealed. And so that is my final and last thing to say when it comes to moving on. Um, And then all throughout the Gospels, Jesus continuously told people to follow me. So that's just another confirmation that our God is a God of movement. Follow me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Take up your cross daily. Um, And taking up the cross, that is movement. He's a God of movement. He's not a stagnant God. He's not a complacent God. And we know that when we we come into those seasons of stagnancy and complacency, then that God is not in that. Um, Stillness is is different. Stillness is, is a heart posture. But to be stagnant, to be procrastinating, you know, God isn't in that. And we have to pray those things off of us so that we can fulfill the promise of God on our lives and be who he has called us to be for each of us have a calling. You know, we are a body made up of many members, but every joint supplies. So all of us need to be walking in, in whatever God has called us to do so that we would be that bride that he's waiting on um, without spotting, without blemish in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, you all, for joining us today and for listening in on our podcast episode about moving on. We are going to pray out. um, Mm -hmm. And then after that, um, we'll say God goodbye. Father, we just thank you for blessing us to be here today. Oh God, we thank you just for this time to come before you, Lord God, um, just talking about moving on, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you just build our trust and our faith in you, Lord God, and that we seek you for our next steps, Lord God, for the next place that you have for us in life, Lord God, and that our heart, Lord God, our heart be set on your will, our heart be set on your desires and your plans, Lord God, 
even if that means it's not what we want. It's not our desires or our plans, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you help us be able to move on, even if it means leaving someone or something behind, Lord God. But let us follow you. Let us always have the posture just to follow you, to be obedient to you, and to be led by you, oh God. We just pray, Lord God, that you cover anyone um, who is listening um, and that you just bless them, oh God, that your grace, your mercy, your joy, your peace be upon them, that your favor be upon them, oh God. We just thank you, Lord God, and we ask this in your precious son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much once again for just joining us. Um, We pray that this episode blesses you and that you can um, take something from it. We love you, and we'll see you next episode.